0: You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, everybody, Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast today, brought to you by Locker Room. Go download the Locker Room app today on iOS or Android, I believe now and start interacting. It is also called uh, Spotify Green Room. It just got a new update and change. So you can go and download Spotify Green Room now and interact with everybody on there sports fans, podcast hosts, uh, athletes, uh, people who cover the team, you know, like writers and whatnot. So everything's available there at Locker Room uh, on the app. You guys can go download that today on iOS or Android, I believe, on Android. But I know for sure if you've got an iPhone, you can download it. On today's show, a Nationals-Nets series preview coming up. It is four games and three days for the two teams. They're going to be making up a game they lost earlier in the season. So that is why we're going to have a four-game series this weekend coming up at Nationals Park. With a full preview of that coming up on today's show. Okay, let's get into it here. Nationals and Mets this weekend from Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. Here is how we set up for this weekend. Coming into this series, the Mets are your division leaders. They are 35-26. They are 20-7 and 7 at home, 15-19 and 19 on the road, so a vulnerable team on the road. They've got a plus-22 run differential. They have currently lost one game that's their streak, but they're 7-3. and 3. In their last ten, look at the Nationals. The Nationals are thirty and thirty-five, seven games back of first place. So the minus sixteen run differential—that's getting better as well. They've won four straight games, and they are they are six and four in their last ten. Here is how the schedule sets up for this weekend. As I mentioned in the intro, it's going to be four games. In three days for both these teams, you'll remember at the beginning of the season, the Nationals' first series of the year, they had three games get postponed because of the—or four games, actually. Three against the Mets, though, postponed because of a uh, COVID outbreak amongst the teams. So this weekend, they've got four games. Here's how your schedule will set up. Friday at 7.05, a split doubleheader, two seven-inning games— one on Saturday uh, during the day at 105. The next is going to be 6.05. So 105 and 6.05. And then on Sunday, 105. All of these games are going to be televised. It appears locally. I don't see anything saying that they're being flexed anywhere else. So those games, you can catch it on Masson. Or if you're up in the New York market, you can catch it on, on SNY. Uh, also, this weekend, your pitching matchups. It's Joe Ross versus Joey lecasey it's John Lester versus David Peterson. It is TBD on Saturday night's game. I believe both teams will probably call up an extra guy and we'll see where they'll go there. Uh, Patrick Corbin versus Taiwan Walker in the Sunday game. And after this, the Nationals will have a day off. So they'll get a rest after having these four games in three days before they hit the road to Philadelphia and they'll go to Miami as well. So two in Philly and then four with Miami in Miami to end the week next week and look it's pretty important here it's a very important stretch the Nationals now have 11 straight games against teams in their division four against New York two against Philadelphia four uh, against the uh, Marlins and then they got one at home just randomly uh, on next Monday so June 28th not this coming Monday but the following Monday June 28th they got one against the Mets. That's the final makeup, I believe, of the games, or one of the final makeups, I guess, of the games they missed earlier in this season. These two teams have already met once this year. The Mets took two of three uh, against the Nationals. It was 6-0, 7-1, and 4-0. 7-1 was the win for the Nationals in that game. Um, So we'll see how these two teams stack up. I will say the Nationals caught a nice little break last night. They were able to kind of make up a bit of ground on the Mets. They didn't even play a game last night. The Mets played and lost to the Cubs, and the Mets have been red hot lately. But now the Nationals are just, I know I say just, but the Nationals are now seven games back. Right now in the division, the Phillies are four and a half, the Braves are six and a half, and the Nationals are seven games back as they set up for this weekend series. Right now the Nationals, too, they're six games out of the wild card Those spots are held right now by Milwaukee and San Diego, excuse me, uh, LA, Milwaukee, and San Diego are holding those spots uh, right now. The Reds are two games back, the Cardinals three games back, the Phillies three and a half, the Braves five and a half, and the Nationals six games out. The Nationals right now, um, once again, that stretch, we talked about it before, that stretch they had coming up at home was pretty pivotal. Would have loved to see them go three and one against the Giants. Not able to do that, but in the aggregate, they do get a sweep. So they start off that first seven games of their homestand with a record of five and two. You'll take that. Now, here comes this pivotal series. If they can get three from the Mets, and I know it's a big ask for a division-leading team, but they're avoiding Jacob deGrom, and they're avoiding Marcus Stroman, uh, who was really solid last night. And obviously, Degrom thing with the injuries, but he's not even on the schedule to pitch anyway. So the Nationals... Um, are in pretty good position when it comes to that. Let's take a break, and we'll break down the matchup. We'll talk about the Mets first because they are the visiting team. We'll break down the Nationals, what they have to do next. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked on Nationals podcast is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form. They are the only moist nicotine pouches on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry white pouches, nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded Chew is offering the Locked On Team listeners a special offer right now. You can try it for just $1. That's right, just $1. Go to www fullyloadedchew.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, just $1 and free shipping if you use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. If you go for a dip, make it fully loaded Chew at fullyloadedchew.com. All right, so let's break it down. The visiting team coming in this weekend is the New York Mets. They come in once again at 35 and 26 at first place and for them, this season, the big story has been the injuries right now. They're hoping Jeff McNeil will join the team on either Sunday or Monday, so I'm not sure the, uh, the Nationals are going to have to worry about Jeff McNeil. Jacob DeGrom is day-to-day. J.D. Davis is just swinging the bat again and hopes to be on a rehab assignment in the uh, next couple of weeks. Carlos Carrasco is just cleared to start his throwing program. Michael Conforto will be getting a rehab assignment with AAA Syracuse. Uh, I believe he started it this Wednesday, or next Wednesday he's going to start it. Um, so he is going to begin his rehab assignment. Brandon Nimmo took batting practice the other day. He is still on the I.L. Dylan Batansis began to rehab as well. Tommy Hunter, Albert Armora, Noah Syndergaard, Jordan Yamamoto, Jonas uh, Fiefargas, who is a call-up player. Uh, he had to hit the I.L. as well. Jose Martinez, another one of those guys who are out. So the National, or the Mets rather, have been dealing with a lot of guys who have been replacement players right now for them. And at one point they had, it was 16, 17 guys on the IL. Uh, they had Alonzo, McNeil, Davis, uh, Nimo, Conforto. All of those guys were on the IL at one point or another. And, and Albert Almora, who is their fourth or fifth outfielder also hit the IL. So they've had to make some call-ups and for them you know, I know that Francisco Lindor has not been great so far this year. People have made fun of him. But, look, let's be honest about it. He's been there every day. And for the Mets, a team that's not had guys there every single day, I mean, I think that's pretty valuable. They, they started playing James McCann at some first. Their catcher, he started moving over there uh, a little bit. They have brought up guys like Jose Peraza. Oh, also, Luis Guillermo was in the IL for a little bit. Uh, as well, you know, so they had all these guys. But Jose Peraza has been a guy that's filled in for them. Jonathan Villar has stepped up big time now as an everyday starter. Brandon Drury is a guy who's played for them. They brought up Mason Williams as well. They traded for Billy McKinney, um, and he has played in the outfield for them. They also brought up, as I mentioned, Jonas Wee-Fargas. They had Cameron Maben at one point playing for them. So they've really had to mix and match with this team they've had right now, but they found a way to get it done. And the reason they found a way to get it done right now is because of their pitching. Their pitching this year has been outstanding. Even without Jacob deGrom, they've still had a lot of success from a pitching standpoint because of guys like Taiwan Walker, who's got a 2.12 ERA in 12 starts this season. He has been a guy who's come up big. Marcus Stroman in 14 starts with a 2.35 ERA, gave up just two runs last night, took the loss, but still two runs and I believe six or seven innings. That's exactly what the Mets needed from him. Now the other guys can be had, and that's kind of where our conversation about what uh, the Nationals can do against this Mets team really begins. Because to me, the Nationals are lucky. They're going to face two guys who I know for a fact they can hit, And then one guy that, you know, we're a little bit – we don't even know who's going to be pitching for the Nationals or the Mets both teams, to be honest. So, you know, at that point, uh, I think both teams feel, you know, like they can maybe get to the guy. So tonight, the Friday night game, Joey Lucchese has been a guy who's come in for the Mets and really has been super hit or miss. He's had an awesome uh, two appearances so far in the month of June. But his other months were pretty rough. Uh, he had a 6 4 ERA in 15 innings that he worked in the month of May. And then the three starts or three appearances he made previously in April, 6.75 ERA. But over the over the last nine innings, he's been really solid. His last two starts, four and two-thirds innings, four hits, one earned run, one homer allowed, three Ks. And then uh, his last start, five innings, four hits, one earned run, one homer given up, six Ks. So a solid start from him. That's a guy the Nationals, I you know, I think we all feel pretty comfortable, can take advantage of. And he's going to be on the bump, a lefty, so they're going to have probably Zim out there playing first base. Um, and I, I think the Nationals are going to have a good opportunity to stay hot a little bit against a guy like Casey. I'll be curious to see if they leave Kyle Schwarber in that leadoff spot considering it's a lefty. I'm not really sure it matters that much. So Casey is the first guy that I look at and think, hey, the Nationals have a chance to get after this guy. And also you like the fact that you've got Joe Ross coming off one of his best starts of the season. Also, the Nationals will be facing David Peterson. And Peterson is an interesting case. He's 2-5, and five, the 5-6-0 ERA on the season. He's got really good stuff, but he has not been consistent this year. Um, his last start was maybe his best start of the season so far. He went six innings, no earned runs, 3Ks, two walks. You know, he's got the ability to get double-digit strikeouts. He's done it earlier this year and went against the Phillies six innings. He got 10 Ks. Um, But he is also a guy that struggled with command at times and also has had games where he you know, leaves the ball over the plate and can be had. So that's a guy that really depends on what David Peterson you're going to get. Are you going to get the David Peterson who threw six shutout innings the other night? Are you get the David Peterson that threw two and two-thirds in a 10-3 loss Against the Baltimore Orioles, where he was two and two thirds innings, eight hits, four runs given up, four earned runs, and then the the outing before that, the, the Mets somehow won seven to six. But he went a third of an inning, three hits, five earned runs, and did not make it out of the first inning. So it's really hit or miss about which David Peterson you're going to get. And also too, you know, even when he's pitching well, if, if you're working the count, you're staying, uh, you're staying on him. You can still get him out of the game. They're not comfortable letting him go really super long periods of time, uh, you know, you're not going to see him go seven, eight innings normally. He's got one start this year of at least seven innings or more. Usually they, they try to get him to around six, but this is a guy also who's had, I mean, he's had uh, one, let's see, two, uh, three, four, four starts this year out of the uh, outings that he's had where he's not made it out of the fourth inning. So once again, David Peterson at 6'6", six, six, 240, is a guy that the, uh, the Mets have a lot of confidence in. He's a, uh, another left-handed guy that they're going to bring out there. But, you know, that's that's the big question is which David Peterson will we see And the Nationals have to do their best to make it the bad David Peterson. They can't let him settle in. I think they, if they kind of take the same approach they took against the Pirates, they could be in some pretty good shape. They could be uh, in a good situation. And then we don't know who's pitching on the Saturday game. I'd assume it's going to be maybe a mixture of uh, Sean Reed Foley or maybe a Robert Kesselman. Uh I know that Seth Lugo has experience starting as well. So those are all guys that we could see the Mets throw out there. Uh, and, you know, those are all guys that I think that definitely have a chance to go in, the, uh, in, in that game. And it depends also who they bring up in addition to those guys. Uh, once again, Nationals, we don't know who's pitching in that game too. And then the Saturday, the Sunday game, rather. So really interesting pitching matchup here. You've got Patrick Corbin. Going up against Taiwan Walker, one more note, I want to mention that it's going to be John Lester pitching against David Peterson in that 105 game, in the first game of the doubleheader. header right now. That's how it's going to shake out. And I think um, I think it's safe to assume that that 605 game, the Saturday game, that the Nationals are going to use Eric Fetty. Um, he pitched in that spot last week in the second game of the double header. I mean, you know, he's available. He has not pitched. So I think that's definitely a spot where you would use, um, you're going to end up using, a guy like Eric Fetty, and just because his spot is up in the rotation. Um, but they've got the day off. That's why they're going to lean on Joe Ross right now because uh, Joe just pitched his best game of the season. They've got him in line to make that start, and there's no reason to take him off a rhythm right now when he's already just uh, he's cooking like the way he is right now. So that's just kind of a quick, a quick note there. Patrick Corbin versus Taiwan Walker on a Sunday. This one is going to be a really – um, intriguing matchup to see which which guy shows up now for Taiwan Walker. He's hitting the point now where it, it's just pretty consistently good stuff. Now this month has not been uh, as good as before, but his last outing seven innings, five hits, two earned runs, 12 strikeouts for Taiwan Walker in 92 pitches, seven innings of work. Previous outing for him, uh, seven innings, five hits, one earned run, and a 14 to one win. He did get touched up a little bit against San Diego uh, a couple weeks ago, five innings, seven hits. um, three runs given up, and the K numbers were down to two. But he's a guy that's got good velocity. He's only 28 years old. And you guys have heard from me before. It's a guy that I wish the Nationals would have picked up this year because I think he would have fit in very nicely. Not saying he would have had this kind of year, but um, I I, I love the way Tywin Walker goes out there and approaches it, and he's been a guy 6-2 and in the year. And, look, the record doesn't always matter, but um, you look at the the scores, the games that, that he has won, Uh, The opposing teams have scored two runs, three runs, uh, no runs, four runs, one run, one run, one run, two runs, one run, two runs. They have a lot of confidence in in Taiwan Walker. And this is a team that just whenever he goes out and pitches, they feel like they can lean on him in a bit in a way that I don't think they necessarily thought they would coming into the season. Right. When you think about this team, this rotation, Peterson, Stroman, and Degrom all figure to be in in the in the rotation. They brought in bring in Taiwan, and you're thinking, all right, well they got Taiwan and Luke Casey, maybe as backup. Uh, guys will be in there, and then maybe potentially move to the pen once they get Carrasco and Syndergaard back. You know, he'd be starting out the year uh, pitching, and then Taiwan Walker's just been so good that he's definitely going to be part of that rotation, right? They're going to have to accommodate him. Tywan Walker is not losing his spot. David Peterson would get bumped to the pen before Tywan Walker would. Now, right now, with, with all those guys they got on the shelf, there's no chance, and you know, he's one of their best two pitchers right now uh, when DeGrom is out, and you could argue that Tywan Walker has been better than Marcus Stroman this year. I, I think it's you're kind of splitting hairs. Stroman's given some excellent starts. But, yeah, this guy has been awesome to watch, and uh, we'll see if the Nationals can get to him, though. I mean, that's that's a guy that's it's almost tough pill to, to swallow when you've got John Lester out there. I'm not saying John Lester has been horrible, but um, you know, what, what could have been. I mean, Tywan Walker was sitting there, he was available, and look, those are the moves that sometimes not decide how your season's gonna go, but uh, you know, the Mets made the right move, they're in first place when their pitching has been banged up and their entire team's been banged up, and uh, the, the Nationals are sitting right now in fourth place, and Tywin Walker, you'd have to admit, it's a big part of the Nationals being, or Mets rather, being in first place. Uh, there's no way you can't say it's part of it. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll touch on what the Nationals are looking for from their pitching and also their lineup as well. But first, one more word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your wealth, And make it to the moon for real, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders actually beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but when you're a beginner and you've been investing for years, Wealthfront can make it easy They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Get your first $5,000 managed for free for life. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H. F R O N T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. That's wealth, wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB today. Today's Locked on Nationals podcast is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is awesome, delicious, wonderful. They've got nine great flavors right now coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There is something for everybody 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories. Only 4 grams of sugar and only 4 grams of net carbs. You go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. You get 15% off on your next purchase. Once again, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so so for the Nationals, uh, and you know, kind of take a look at what they've got working with this weekend on the pitching front. Joe Ross is going to make the start on Friday night. Joe Ross was last seen dicing up the San Francisco Giants on Sunday in a game I was lucky enough to attend. I don't mean to be a prisoner of the moment, but I think it's hard to argue that that, that was not Joe Ross's best start. I mean, it's the best start I've seen him make um, so far, and I think it's pretty hard to argue that you know it's. Not Joe Ross's best start uh, of the season so far. No earned runs given up yet in the month of June uh, so far this season. But, you know, they had that start against the Phillies where runs were given up, but that was because of errors. Um, And they put Joe Ross in a bad situation. So he had a really difficult month of May. Things did not go well for Joe, but I think he's starting to pitch a bit better right now, Uh, especially that last start. Eight innings, five hits, nine Ks, no walks too. The command was excellent. Um, and he threw 108 pitches and got through eight full innings. We'll see what Joe Ross has tonight, but I love the fact that he's coming off one of the best starts of his career. Love the fact that he's going to go out there again, and they've got him on the bump in the first game uh, going up against Joey Lucchese. So honestly, I'll get the pitching edge right now with the way those two guys looked in the last couple starts. Pitching edge goes to Joe Ross in that game. It's a guy you want on the Hill. John Lester in a seven inning game is really good. This is what they got going on Saturday in the first game because We've talked about it at length, the lack of length that John Lester has been giving the Nationals so far. And so the fact that he hits a seven inning game and, you know, you know that you might have to rely on your pen some, uh, you know, that's that's a really good sign. John Lester in the last five, it's been a calendar month, basically. uh, He has made, let's see, four, five starts um, the last calendar month. None of those has he made it through six fullings. So. He has not gone through six full innings since uh, the 12th of May. And also, he's only made it through six innings one time. So he's got to give them more length. He made it five and a third last time of two-run ball. They dry, they got to see, you know, that will do in this kind of setting, right, in a seven-game series or seven-inning game uh, seven inning game, rather. But this is more advantageous for the Nationals to have him uh, pitch in that setting. And also, in 14 innings of work, he's been pretty solid so far this month. Yeah, the hits are there. But um, he's been able to work his way out of a jam. And so the Mets will put on some traffic. Got to be careful of guys like VR and obviously, uh, you know, Alonzo in there, Billy McKinney's been hitting the ball really well. James McCann uh, has been elevating his play as of late. So that's the lineup he's going to have to work his way around. And if they're patient, they can stay on him. But in a shorter setting, you know, John Lester can can give you four innings of one run or no-run ball where he gives up five or six hits because he's able to work out of a lot of traffic, right? That's kind of his, his best ability is to pitch with guys on base just because he's used to it so often. It's kind of uh, where he lives, you know, is, is giving up hits, letting guys get on base. So we'll see where his command is, um, and it's a guy that's got to use his tools uh, you know, his stuff is not really up there like it used to be. So I'm interested to see what he looks like. But I think a seven-inning game much better suits him and also helps the Nationals as well. Also coming up in the series, we think Eric Fetty is going to make a start. We'd assume so, the second start on Saturday. Eric Fetty was last seen making a great return to action for the Washington Nationals in his last outing that he made He was pitching in that win that they had last Saturday, and Eric Fetty on that COVID list, so obviously not a big injury to deal with. You know, he looks like he's fine coming back. Five innings of work, four hits, seven Ks, no walks for Fetty in his last outing. That's the Eric Fetty they need his last two outings He's pitched combined at 12 innings, giving up seven hits, and he's struck out 11. So his last two outings have looked really good. They've both been Nationals wins, and I think Fetty, too, another guy that could benefit from a seven-inning game. Hopefully, both those guys can give them a bit more length in those two games. They can get away with a little bit lower bullpen usage. Also, I'd be interested to see if we get two close games. Does Dave Martinez use the same guys out of the pen back-to-back? It's nice they had a day off. They're able to get uh, you know to a spot right now where their pen is, it should be well rested and available. We'll see what happens there. And then last guy pitching is going to be Patrick Corbin, right? Patrick Corbin made his last start. And guess what he did? Eight and one three innings. All of these guys are coming off pretty good starts. It seems like right now for the Nationals. They need to keep a little bit of that going. And you look at Patrick Corbin, you know, for him, he leaves that thing over over the plate sometimes. But I thought he did a great job last outing of getting ahead of pitchers or hitters rather. And uh, you know. He has done a, a really solid job, I think, in his last few starts. Not the best, but last few starts better than some of the others. It feels like he did go five innings in that win against the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Rays. Um, but they got to see if they can, you know, if they can build off of what they had last time because eight and a third, eight hits, seven Ks, only one walk, and only one earned run. And he was in command, and he looked comfortable. Now, doing against the Pirates is one thing; doing it against the Mets is another. The Mets' offense isn't that good anyway, right now, um, just because of how banged up they are. So it's an opportunity for him to build, in my opinion. Now, they've got guys who can do it, right, in the Mets' lineup, but their situational hitting is really good. It's about managing those situations, right? I mean, I'm not the that the Mets' situational hitting is not great, but obviously they're winning games, so it's been enough. And in those moments, low scoring games, it's about managing those, is what I'm saying. Uh, because, you know, you don't score a low amount of runs and win games if your situational hitting is, is outright bad. So the, the Mets' situational hitting has been enough. Can a pitcher like Patrick Corbin, who's been so up and down this year, manage those situations and get you to victory? That's what I'm curious to see um, this weekend. Uh, that, that'll be a big tell. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see if the Nationals can build off some momentum. I think their lineup can just a bit here. They've got to get everything going in the right direction. Kyle Schwarber says, don't quit on us. And so this stretch now, four games at home, Close it out, you know, and if you can go two and two, I would take that, but really gun for three and one. Close out this homestand and make a statement. If you go three and one, you're only five games back at that point, and you're starting to make a little bit of noise. And you got two in Philadelphia, a place you know you can win. The Nationals should have won at least two of those games in Philly last time. And they've got four in Miami. They swept Miami last time. They faced off against the Marlins. So the Nationals have the ability here. It's about continuing to generate some momentum. You did it against the Pirates. The Nationals are very good at beating bad teams. We talked about that. Parlay that into some momentum against good teams. That's why I think they'll split this weekend, but they should be gunning for three wins. And look, here's the big thing is, you know, if they win the Friday night game, it feels like a couple times this year they win the Friday night game, and then they come out and blow a game later on. uh, Or, you know, they just don't. They come out a bit flat in the other games and don't give themselves a chance. The Nationals need to come out. You know, play well on Friday night. See if you can get a win against Luke Casey with Joe Ross on the mound, and then see if you can grab two of three. When you know, almost like a standard normal series, uh, split. You know, if you split the doubleheaders and you grab Sunday's game, then you're in great shape. But one game at a time, go one and zero today. But you know, all that kind of stuff. But you got to start looking at each series and, and asking yourself, okay, what do we need to get out of this to keep ourselves progressing in the right direction? Things are heading right there right now, but they have not done it um, in a meaningful way against really good teams. T- splitting two of Two of four against the Giants is good. That's not meaningful progress because you didn't beat them in the series. You should have, but you didn't beat them in the series. So it's up to the Nationals right now to go out there and see if they can win one. 3 and one's hard against a team like the Mets. Uh, a split is fine, but see if you can go out there and start punching with the big boys and get a win in a series at home. It would be a big statement to go 3-1 and one over the course of the weekend. It would be some pretty meaningful progress as well. All right, that will do it for me. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.